0: As women in leadership, we often face moments of struggle, feeling torn between our natural empathetic side and the push to develop a backbone. We struggle with our integrity and how to show up as our authentic selves in both our personal and professional lives. Aspects of our lives may not match who we know ourselves to be, and we struggle with extra stress, anxiety, and the never-ending quest to find balance this is the intuitive women's leadership podcast the show designed to help empathetic high achieving women lead with their intuition and zone of genius i'm your host dr alex swenson ridley i'm a wife mom and stepmom to four boys and a verbal, a natural born leader and a serial entrepreneur in the first part of my career as a businesswoman i built a seven-figure chiropractic practice with a small team as a single mom with a child under five i followed all the supposed to's and ended up building a self-imposed prison that led to major burnout. I made many mistakes. I wasn't connected to my actual genius or any of my needs and struggled to learn hard lessons of leadership that left me feeling disempowered and walked all over. Today, I help other high achieving women avoid creating their own self-imposed prison and grow as a leader in a way that leaves them energized and free to be themselves in all aspects of life. This is the show where we examine the parts of being a female leader that we don't always talk about learn how to reconnect to ourselves, to strengthen our intuition, and to tap into our zone of genius so that our leadership at work and at home feels natural and energizing. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex, and I want to welcome you to the first show of the podcast under our rebrand. And I've been sharing a little bit of my own journey over the last couple of months that has led to this point. But if you've missed all that, I just want to bring you up to speed, so to speak, and really dive into this conversation around what is intuitive leadership and what does it have to do with women and even how does it tie to your health? Because I am making a choice to actually step out of the health container. However, so much of what we are going to talk about on the show now and honestly have up until this point is actually leadership based and also pertains to our health because when we are not leading in a way that we feel aligned when we you know feel like we're being forced to be someone we're not when we're dealing with lots of fires and stress and anxiety around conversations we have to have or a lack of permission to be ourselves or you know we're struggling to make shifts in a a culture, whether it's self-created in your own business or one that you're in the midst of in corporate America, which often is driven by you know male-dominated fields and all that kind of stuff, it starts to impact our health. It leads to burnout. It leads to us not really being in touch with ourselves, knowing what our needs are, and can create almost a self-imposed prism, which is what my experience was in actually building a seven-figure business, which not a lot of women do. I created my own person box, right? Because I was not connected to myself. And to just kind of put this in perspective, um, there's a quote by Albert Einstein that most people have heard, but I'm just going to share it anyways. And that is the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And I just want you to think about that. You know, wherever your role is in the world, as a leader, even if you don't necessarily hold a leadership position at work, though most women I, who listen to the show, I believe, do in some some way, we're leading in other places of our lives. We lead our families, we lead our kids, we lead ourselves, and when we're trying to do so from this place of rationalization, where it's all in our head, and you know we have to figure it out intellectually, and that's where we make our decisions from, and that's where we, you know, do life from. It's a recipe for really not being very fulfilled and not actually enjoying what we're doing and burning out or, you know, hitting a midlife crisis, if you will, or just really not living the life that we were meant to live and be on this earth doing the things that we're meant to do here. And I really strongly believe, you know, there's an aspect to what I do that is spiritual in nature. And I think I've shied away from. Talking about that too much, though I don't really shy away from talking about much on this show, but you know, from calling it what it really is. And spiritual doesn't necessarily have to mean that you, you know, have a certain belief system or are, you know, a woman of faith of a certain faith or any of that. It, It means we're more connected to ourselves and connected to whatever you believe is the bigger thing that exists outside of us and that is calling us towards being the best version of ourselves. And when we get into these roles of, you know, doing all the things of, of building the business or leading the team, advancing through your career, earning the promotions. I see a lot of women really struggle because they start to feel like there's, they can't be themselves. And there's this push to either, I I literally was told in my 20s that I needed to grow a backbone, right? Like there's this push to be different than we are. And as women, we are more naturally empathetic than men, for example. And yet I think the model of leadership that we've all grown up around and aspire to is very much created for the male personality, kind of that domineering, like very concise, abrupt, I say what I do and, and just go do it. And I'll just share a quick story that I have around this as I've been, you know, working through all of this kind of getting direction and clarity and and stepping outside of the health container and into like okay what what would I do? What do I love? What would I talk about if I'm not defining myself by, you know, the box of healthcare. And it really gets into this space of truly being connected to ourselves and having the courage and the willingness to step into who that is confidently and fully and I see so many women struggle with this and it's something that really and I struggled with it and it's something that I just I get worked up about because I believe that we're all incredible amazing human beings who have so much value to provide to the world and yet we hold ourselves back or we put ourselves in these boxes that honestly can become prisons They can start to feel that way and so I want to invite you into this conversation with me and this journey with me of really tapping into yourself. And maybe that means you end up shifting careers or changing directions in your existing business or launching a business that you've been dreaming of, but have you know held onto the paycheck or whatever it is. We have these moments that bring up what I call a crisis of integrity for ourselves. You know, to me, integrity is doing what we say we're going to do and you know, if we're not going to do it, then communicating as soon as we not know we're not going to do it. And we f- get these ways of falling out of integrity with ourselves, whether it's in how we're showing up with our team and the the people in our lives or how we're communicating, whether or not we're honoring ourselves. I think that's one of the biggest places where our integrity completely falls apart. And, you know, we talked, I'm still going to talk about selfless syndrome and, and that, you know, concept as we talk about this because it still applies you know we we still have as women this desire to take care of everyone and everything else and especially if we're highly empathetic as well it can be difficult to have those harder conversations or to communicate clearly and concisely or to lead in a way where you don't feel like you're just getting run over and taken advantage of which was something i experienced a lot in the early days of my business i built a thing but against a lot of resistance and self-created and you know, self perpetuated issues that came down to how I led and how I showed up and my confidence inside of that. So, if you're willing to go on this journey with me, we're going to really, I think there's so many layers to this. It's going to take a long time to unpack all this and just the different aspects of how we lead both ourselves personally and in our lives professionally and really finding a space where we can do it with integrity. From our zone of genius, which is another thing I haven't really touched on in this, where we have permission to really be who we were created to be and show our strengths and and actually lead from that place and fill in the gaps where you know we have them because we are not the masters of all things, where we know how to authentically communicate and impactfully communicate with the people in our lives based on what they need and who they are and their own personalities, and where we really find the space to let go of the things that aren't serving us, to cultivate the things that really are, and inside of that, find our energy and feel like ourselves again and just be the awesome, incredible, powerful woman that we were meant to be without burning out and without a lot of the things that I see happening in the world today and have experienced myself. So that is where we're heading with this. And as a first step in connecting to your intuition and learning, you know, starting to do some of this exploration for yourself. I wanted to share just something that I did over the weekend and uh, towards the end of last week, I'm, you know, I'm constantly working on myself and that's where I was like, okay, I'm in the personal growth and development world for sure. And one of the things that I've been doing in a mastermind I'm in is we've been reading the book worthy by Nancy Levin. I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, (laughs) she has this incredible, Thing. And if you really honestly do the journaling prompts in that book, it will transform your life in big ways. But I was—I actually led one of the chapters and was working through it, and it was identifying our excuses, right? And excuses are—you know—we tend to say, "I can't do something." Like, "Well, I can't start my business because I need the paycheck," or "I can't—you know—I don't have the skill set for that." Like, there's all these things that come up with the "I can'ts," right? And the reality is, we're all very capable. And it's not that we can't do something. It's that we won't. We aren't willing to do something. And so that was an interesting reframe for me. And as we were, you know, working through the journaling of figuring out what are, you know, what are my excuses? What are the things that are holding me back? One of the questions she asked was to create what if statements, like, what are your deepest fears? If you were to Shift gears to show up differently at work, to lead in a way that felt authentically to you. You know, to communicate in a way that felt good and didn't have you like cringing because you didn't like doing it or having anxiety going into a conversation. Because you know, we make up a bunch of stories about how it's all about us. I've done all of these things. Ask yourself, what if? Like, what? What's the what if under there? And what I got really clear on is that one of the things that's been holding you back from growing a business again. I did. I grew, I built a business that was, we can call it a seven figure business, right? And not a lot of women in the world have done that. And I burned out and I got really hurt. And so one of the what ifs that was under there that was running in the subconscious is what if I burn out again? And I was really confronted by this because every time I start to get momentum and move and and push a little bit, it's like some part of me freaks out, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like we, we, mm, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be too busy. Like we're not gonna. We just. We don't want to get hurt again. So we're gonna protect ourselves. And we're just no. And I lose all momentum. And the reality is, my life now looks completely different from when it did when I burnt out. You know, when I burnt out, I was starting with doing what a lot of you were probably doing: <laughs> starting my day with emails and fires and text messages from my team and working through lunches and breaks, putting out more of those fires and staying late for patients or staff who needed, you know, to talk to me one-on-one and usually stressing about whatever that was, because of course it's going to all be something that I did. And, you know, I was the leader and owner of the business. So everything is my fault, of course. It's like being a parent, right? And the reality is, you know, my schedule was just being jam-packed where I had no time to even eat or like go to the bathroom, right? That was the chaos of that time. And now it looks totally different. I protect white space on my time. I typically don't work more than three or four hours in a day. I still homeschool my kid. Like I have lots of time to exercise and meditate or do the things that my body tells me I need to do that day. But the fear is still there, even though the reality looks completely different. And this is where the disconnect has been happening for me. And so I wanted to share just how I dealt with this from an intuitive sense, right? Like this is the things I've learned to do is I just kind of sit with the thing like, okay, this fear is here. Identify where I feel it in my body. So that one's like in my solar plexus and in my chest and heart area, a little bit in my throat and just kind of like feel this pressure. And I get very visual, visual. So I almost visualize this like just depleted, like gooey, you know, trying to hold on with the last bit of her strength, but almost can't do it, like almost dead, you know, blob that's living in me and just so tired and so injured. And I have a conversation with her and I've, I've done this with other parts of myself, but this is where connecting with intuition comes in. And, you know, I just asked her like, what do you need? And we kind of, you know, had this little dance of things that I felt like were my intellectual brain, my rational mind trying to, to answer this. And then finally it was like, I just got this clarity, like I need to make agreements with myself. I need to, you know, have this thing. And so I've created, I read you what I, I wrote as my agreements, but it's on my desk. I'm going to read it. I am reading it every morning when I wake up and at least every day before I end for the day and maybe in between <laughs> if it's turning into a bad day, right? But I, both that part of myself and like the full version of myself made agreements with each other. And I called it my burnout prevention agreements. And there's 11 of them. I might come up with more eventually, but I'm just going to share what those are with you to get you thinking if this is something that's that's in your space. And then we're going to unpack this more from a, you know, not the exact steps, but how you would apply this to other other areas of life or other things in your life. So my burnout prevention agreements are, I will not ignore my needs. I will protect white space on my calendar every day. I will stay connected to my body and intuition. I will practice deep breathing and meditation every day. I will only do business activities that feed my energy and either outsource or stop doing those that don't as soon as cash flow allows. I will implement Profit First immediately, which is a method of, of managing money um, that's really great. You can check out the book Profits First if that's something that's interesting to you. I will prioritize getting out of debt again before the end of the year. I will commit to visualizing my success and being grateful for it every single day. I will not self-sabotage with injury or illness. I will not I will connect with my authentic wisdom in every business decision. I will believe and trust that my efforts to attract new clients will work with ease. This is one of those areas where I've been feeling We're talking some about business on this show now, and that's that's all good. And so I have that piece, and it's like that little blob in me was like, okay, she could relax. She could stop being so stressed out and <laughs> she could stop fighting with me. And the reality is, you know, I've, I've had other, I've been doing a lot of work in this areas and other people call them like my mentor, Valerie, Dr. Valerie Rain, talks about prison guards. And so these are these parts of ourselves that are, you know, we're resisting. And so it creates this friction that keeps us from moving forward and from being who we really are. And what intuition has to do with is learning to slow down enough to connect with those parts of ourselves and start to uncover what's running in the background. And I've talked a lot about this on the show, and I, I've worked with a lot of clients on this, and a lot, 100% of them come through either really being enlivened and inspired by their job again and their work and having a shift in how they communicate and how they show up and feeling like themselves and getting joy and energy and all of those incredible things that we all want to experience. They either do that or they hit a point where they get just get to choose. Like I either choose the career and the stuff that comes with that and stop making it a big deal, or I choose to do something else. And quite a few of them have actually chosen to do something else, but it's creating that space and slowing down enough to get into the place where you have clarity and you have the ability to see, and you are listening to your body and what it is telling you to do, and over time, you know, I'll share more examples and stories and and whatnot on my solo shows of of what happens when we don't listen <laughs> to that voice in our gut. Is usually where it's coming from, and when we don't create space for those moments and that way to connect with ourselves, you know, there's cost to it. And so you want to be clear on that. So I want to leave you with with two things to think about. You know, What is the cost that you are currently experiencing of not being connected to yourself and to your intuition? And number two is to take any part of what I just shared. Maybe it's just slowing down for like five minutes and just tuning in. Or if you're dealing with a stressful situation, rather than trying to figure it out in your head, slow down long enough to ask, where do I feel this in my body? And just start there and see what starts to open up and what starts to come be doing a free thing. And then I also have the opportunity to actually come into a one-on-one deep dive with me and really look deeply at how do you cultivate what I call your intuitive backbone. So not the backbone that everyone says you're supposed to have that, you know, male dominated leadership roles kind of exemplify, but identifying what your own working genius is and how it fits with your values and also your personality and then really creating what leadership looks like for you from there. So that is another opportunity that is available. I will put links to both of those in the show notes. These are both things I'm just creating, so I'm really excited about them. But you know, I want to leave you with really you're capable of so much more. And if you are feeling at all like you do not have permission to be who you truly are or are holding back, Or just flat out burnt out, these are the conversations and these are the places where you will find access to healing, to your energy, and to really thriving in whatever role you choose. So with that, I'm going to leave you for today. I'm really excited about this new direction that we're going on the show and you know, just in general of of being in a new container and really approaching this from honestly a bigger place and a bigger perspective and excited to share in that journey with you. So I hope you'll stick around and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the intuitive women's leadership podcast. It is for listeners like you that I continue to show up each and every week to share innovative thoughts on leadership, connecting to our intuition and finding ways to lead personally and professionally from our zone of genius. If you enjoyed the show, I have a quick request for you please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're joining us from. This helps us continue to grow and reach even more women around the world who are in need of this conversation. Also, if you love the show and you also love to read as I do, chances are you'll really enjoy my written missives as well. I send out a weekly newsletter called the White Space Chronicle, which is all about helping you create the time and space in your life to implement a lot of the things that we talk about on this show. To join the newsletter, visit www.emergent-women.com backslash newsletter. Again, that's www.emergent-women.com dot ncom backslash newsletter. Until next time, remember to carve out a little space for yourself each day and to continue practicing connecting with your inner voice one step at a time.